Happy New Year, aspiring podcasters. Max Ivy is a visually impaired podcaster who says, The best way to build a loyal audience is let them see you at your worst and let them follow you to your best. So what's your excuse for not starting your podcast today? If you still need a little nudge, hit the link below and let us have a quick chat or join our Podcubator mentorship program and get podcasting today. This is Tools of the Podcast Trade, where you can learn about the tools and resources you can use to start and grow your podcast. Tune in each week as we talk about the help you need to remove the mystery from podcasting so you can become a successful podcaster that can reach your audience where they are. My guest today is Maxwell Ivy. Thanks for coming and talking to us today, Maxwell. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me, uh, letting me come and talk with you and talk to your audience. And I appreciate the hard work you put into having your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, so before we get into what you do, uh, could you tell us who is Maxwell I- Ivy? Right. Well, uh, as you know, as you know, I am visually impaired, almost totally blind. I'm a former carnival owner and amusement equipment broker from Houston, Texas. Uh, Since then, I've been a life goals coach, a digital media publicist, and I've finally found my place as an accessibility advisor focusing on collaboration as opposed to compliance. Uh, I have published four books, two of them award winners. I've traveled the country solo, usually on small budgets. I've been on hundreds of podcasts, taught people to be guests, booked people on shows, and eventually started my own podcast called What's Your Excuse? Uh, I finally overcame my fear of singing in public, started writing my own songs, and now sing and and speak in public and sing on my podcast as part of the intro and the outro. Uh, I've overcome a lot of things by being willing to ask for help deciding to find solutions, and uh, being determined to find a positive in life. And, you know, I've basically done a lot of things because they were the next thing I needed to do. And I honestly believe that there's nothing I've done that anybody else out there can't do, if not even more so than I have. I like to say, if, if Max can do it, then what's your excuse? Okay. All right. Thank you. So, you, I'm going to delve right in and say there are, there are a lot of people with visual impairment or other impairment, physical or otherwise, who would say, you know, I really can't do that because this, right? Right. What, what's your excuse for not accepting that? Let's use your phrase. Uh well, I, I, I think that when people say they can't do it because of a particular reason, it's because they've been, they've been taught either by themselves or people that they associate with that for some reason they're not able to do it. And especially when it comes to podcasting, a lot of people think I can't be a podcaster because they read all the, quote, experts who tell them everything they have to, to have or, or do or or know how to do before they can start a podcast. So yeah. one, of the first, one of the first things I tell people is there are only really five things you have to have to start a podcast. Now, 
There are a lot of things that would be nice to have, but you don't need them. You need a you need a name, you need a description, you need a short audio so you can submit to Apple. You know, you need you need a uh, you need a website or some other place where people can find your content. And so those are four, and um, you know, you have those days where you can't remember the fifth thing, but there's there's really just so much stuff that people talk about. Now, I'm going to share how I started my podcast because I think it's a great example. I was doing interviews on shows and hosts said, Max, you know, you really ought to have a podcast. And I'm like, I can't have a podcast because I'm, I'm one of those people I have to be in the moment when I'm having a conversation. So I didn't think that I could manage the technology and have a conversation or record a monologue. But I, I, I kept saying, you know, if somebody were to come along who were willing to help me with the techno- technology, I would do a podcast in a minute. Well, this guy is, is a great friend of mine even now, Frederick Bayer from Canada. Uh, he came along. He said, you know, Max, I would love to help you start a podcast because I think your message is really important. He never asked for any money. I ne- uh, we never had a discussion about what it would cost. He just said he wanted to do it. I said, sure, let's do it. And so we started together. Basically, he said, Max, I'll produce and you just talk, which is what we did. And uh, we did that for about a year. And then he finally convinced me. He's like, you know, you know, Max, you would be perfectly fine doing this. You just have to find a simpler format. And that was about the time where Zoom came along. And Zoom is one of those platforms that's really so much easier for a blind person to use because they emphasize keyboard uh, navigation as opposed to mouse navigation. So it was a great it was a great option at the right time. Nowadays, we have a lot more platforms that are fairly accessible, like Riverside, like StreamYard, uh, like uh, Broadcasting Live on some other platforms. So, you know, even going live on Facebook or LinkedIn. But we did that. Yeah. My first, my first, and and I still didn't think that I could do my podcast on my own. So Fred tricked me. He's like, he he called me up three, he called me up two days before my, my next interview. He said, Max, um, there's something wrong with, uh, with, with our daughter. I'm not going to be able to help you with the podcast this week. And of course I was, you know, I was, uh, sympathetic and concerned because I really liked the guy, but I had two choices. I could say, okay, we'll just cancel the recording this week, or is there some way Max can record? And so I started asking the people that I knew who were visually impaired, who I thought could tell me about technology. They said, try Zoom. So I signed up for Zoom, did a test recording one day, and less than 24 hours later, I'm recording my first interview, which coincidentally was with a a filmmaker from San Francisco, Michael Schwartz, who likes to tell people that he's an award-winning filmmaker who's losing his sight, but not his storyteller's vision. So my very first interview solo with no help at all was this amazing uh, photo and video, video journalist who is still traveling the world as he's losing his vision. So it was, but I'm, I, I, but I think this is important because I didn't have any special skills. All I did was decide 
that there has to be some way I can do this because I didn't want to not do it. You know, I enjoyed doing it at that point. So if, you know, if somebody like me who is not a tech person could decide that there were solutions, find one in a short period of time, then I think you have to ask yourself, the things I'm telling myself that I can't do or that I don't have to start a podcast, are they real? Or are they are they artificial? Yeah. And if they are artificial, are you making them up or are the people you associate or listen to making them up? And quite often in the podcasting world, yeah. the, the quote experts will tell you things you have to have that you don't really have to have. Yeah, that is so important that you listen to your inner voice as opposed to everybody else's, because there are a lot of voices out there. There <laughs> <laughs> sure are. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the great, that's the great yeah. thing about podcasting. We get to decide what's important to us. We get to decide yeah. what topic and how we want to present it. We get to decide, do we just want to press play, uh, record on an iPhone or do we want to build a studio? And anywhere in between those two extremes, we can, we can do it however we want to. And the really cool thing about podcasting is, this is something I've discovered from my own experience and from people I've talked to is, People love to find somebody when they're just starting out. They love to watch your progress, see how you solve problems, see how you overcome adversity, watch you as you improve, as your technology improves, as the people you have on your podcast improve. The best way to build a loyal audience is let them see you at your worst and let them follow you to your best. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so tell us what has been your biggest challenge as a podcaster and not just from, you know, your perspective, but just your experience overall. Well, the until I finally found an accessible podcast uh, player, and I'm currently with Blueberry, but there are several others that have have upped their game in the area of accessibility in the last few years. But for a while, well, for several years, the process of taking a recording and getting it uploaded was a struggle to the point that I actually thought about quitting podcasting for a while. But mm -hmm. then, you know, we mentioned how we get to decide things. I decided that it was easy to upload my video to YouTube. It was hard to upload my audio to a podcast player. I was with uh, I was with Podomatic at that time, so I decided, you know, Max, are you, uh, you know, you get to decide what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So for about a year or so, I kept doing interviews. I just posted the video, and I, I said, you know, if if posting the audio is going to cause me to quit, is going to cause me to stop recording interviews, stop posting interviews in a timely manner then why worry about it? So for a year or so, I didn't do audio. I just did the video, but I saved the audio. And then uh, I spoke at an event in Wichita, Kansas called Level Up, which is a, a summer program to teach people with vision that are visually impaired the kinds of skills they need to go out and get a job, you know, the soft skills that everybody needs. And during that week, these people were also being exposed to particular professions. And I, I was exposed to these young people uh, actually 
doing things in a hands-on way in culinary arts, in aerospace engineering, in audio mixing and video presentation, at the end of the week, I'm like, if these people can do this, all this crazy stuff, there has to be some way you can do your podcast and, and share the audio because the audio is where most people find our content. And that's when I uh, when I discovered Blueberry, which is not only accessible as a player for people listening to your podcast, but it's very accessible to upload your podcast, especially the way they embed their player into WordPress and a lot of other website uh, development development tools so that was a big problem social media is always a challenge for me because those websites are in constant change and every time every time somebody updates a website i have to relearn how to navigate that website with my screen reader so that's just you (laughs) (laughs) we all do (laughs) i know I, I, I get that I get that all the time, but it's still they're they are the worst. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. just because just because you're worried about get you know, just because you're worried they may think that they don't need, you know, you as a as a coder doesn't mean you should change the website for no good reason. I mean, if you have a good reason to update a website, fine, but if you're updating it just to justify your paycheck in a way that's going to aggravate me, then I'm offended by it. So, yeah, social media <laughs> is, is another area where uh, it's been challenging. Um, as you know, most of us use autoresponders. You know, we have these email programs that will send a message out to our mailing list. None of those are – none of the really uh, good ones, the ones that offer all the, the best features are accessible – I'm currently using Mad Mimi because I can actually create and send a message without wanting to pull my hair out. So those are those, you know, those are those are things like that. Um, as I mentioned before we started recording, I have been working with Alex San Filippo, who runs Podmatches, which is where we met about accessibility for both of his apps, uh, Pod Lottery and Podmatch, and. That's been a, a really great experience because he actually had no way of knowing how many podcasters there might be out there who have a disability of any kind, yet he insisted on building in accessibility. And I was lucky enough to be the person that he reached out to in order to work with him on making it very accessible. And so now it is. And of course, beyond social media, pretty much any website or app I use Whenever they update it, you just never know what you're going to get as far as will you still be able to use it at all with a screen reader or screen magnification or will it just be mildly upsetting the changes they've made or, you know, will you you get lucky and and pretty much everything still be the same after a major update? You know, that's. That's one thing most people don't realize is that a lot of people with disabilities and not just vision loss are what I call late adopters. They will run a, a, an operating system or an app a, a generation behind the most current version because they just don't want to risk the update and how it will affect their adaptive technology, whether that's uh, transcription equipment or people that are paraplegics, quadriplegics that use uh, motor controls to navigate the web. So. Those, those are the things that are very challenging. 
the the one thing I thought would be challenging that hasn't been uh, not only for my What's Your Excuse show, but the new show I'm starting in January called The Accessibility Advantage has been getting people to come on my podcast. I thought that would be the hard part, but oh, <laughs> but but people are just really generous. I mean, most people, if you call, yeah. if you send them an email and you go, you know, I I have this podcast and this is a subject and. I think you would be really good at would you come on my podcast? For the most part, they all say yes. If they say if they say no, it's usually it's not usually no, it's usually, well, just not right now. Or right. even if they say no, it's it's done in a very polite, gentle way when they say no. I mean, I even when I hear from publicists who publicists who have every right to say who do you think you are? Would you please stop trying to bother our client? They never do, you know, and because you have a podcast, you get to ask people to come on your show and most of them will say yes. And you get to meet some of the most amazing people. Uh, obviously you don't meet people outside your, your area of interest. I mean, if you're doing a business podcast, you're, you know, you're not going to get, to meet, uh, you're not going to get to meet politicians. This is, you know, but so many people have said yes. And what's even crazier is the number of people who have reached out and said they want to be on the podcast. And I'm sure that doesn't just happen to me. That's probably happened to you and most every other podcaster out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a conversation I had the other day with a guest is that the podcasting community is so um em- embracing like they embrace you as long as you're a part of the community you know they like come on in what do you need you know and i find <laughs> the podcasting community to be very generous with their time and sometimes too generous with their advice but <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just who they are right <laughs> so, I, um, I wrote, yeah it is, sorry I, I wrote i wrote in my first book that if if more people knew how generous kind and supportive the online world is for creators everybody would have a blog or a podcast or both yeah yeah true that yeah you know it's interesting that you you were forced to do videos um i find that very interesting <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah my you know it, it, and you're not the only one who finds it interesting. my uh i've looked back at the um at the statistics on the episodes i've released over the years and my highest number of downloads always come from the video of an interview between me and somebody else who also has vision loss. For some reason, the rest of the world is like the idea of two blind people doing a video conversation just <laughs> blows them away and they have to watch, you know? Now, whether, yeah, whether, yeah. whether they're watching for the content or watching for our video being a train wreck, I'm not sure which. Well, I'm sure it's because um, people are inspired by people who take action. Right. And a lot of us, uh, you know, a lot of people who are able bodied, you know, physically, mentally, otherwise have have everything at their fingertips, but they they are unable to achieve their goals. And they see two people who have excuses, could make excuses and don't. So (laughs) I, I think that's I think that's the core of it. You know, you know. 
You know, I want to thank you for saying that, but it's not just because of what you said. It's because the the longest time or my my longest uh, known advisor and mentor in this world, Adrian Smith. She was the one who finally convinced me to start sharing more of this stuff because she said exactly what you just said. She said it like eight years ago. And it took me two years to finally agree with her. She said the same thing. She said, like, Max, you have a built-in excuse. You don't use it. Other people don't have excuses, and they still don't uh, try things or accomplish things. That's what makes you compelling. And not everybody gets that without me explaining it to them. So thank you so much for making that observation. That just <laughs> It really speaks to your ability as a host and your character as a person. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Okay, so what is Max grateful for today? I'm grateful for a lot of things. My my family is mostly healthy and our financial needs are being met. Uh, I, I get to do things like talk to people on a podcast as part of my business. I, I also get to write about accessibility for several publications and Currently, I'm working on a product evaluation. I'm, I'm evaluating the accessibility and the, the fun factor of Braille Legos for a company called Reviewed Magazine that's part of the USA Today family. And trust me, if you'd have told me th- a year and a half ago when I, did my, when I did my first article on accessibility for audioi.com, if you told me a year and a half ago Max Ivey was going to get paid to play with Legos, I'd have told you you're out of your darn mind. <laughs> So just <laughs> so so just all the opportunities that I continue to have because I, I put myself out there. I, I'm open uh, when people ask me about doing things that I haven't done before. I'm usually pretty accepting. I, I like to say that I'm, I'm very willing to ask for help or opportunities or accept them when offered. So uh, those are those are all great blessings. Uh, I. Also, you know, now have a focus. Over the years, I've done a lot of different things, as you heard in my intro, but I've never really had just one thing that I was focused on at, at any of those times, and it's probably why now I'm really starting to feel like I'm about to turn that corner that we, all of us creative entrepreneurs, see out in the distance, and we keep hoping it's going to be like yesterday or last week, but it's always seems to be tomorrow or, or next week or maybe even next year. But, you know, just realizing that I am an expert and a thought leader in the field of accessibility, something I would have never been able to say about myself a year or two ago, that, you know, making a living as a, as a writer, as a consultant, as a speaker on the topic is what I get to do. And, you know, I get to work from my house and spend a lot of time with uh, with, my, with my mom, who's uh, 79, my younger brother, uh, his son. You know, we, I got a pretty good life. You know, I mean, I, I think about people who have to brave the traffic or the commuter system like in New York City where you live to go to jobs that they don't really don't really want, but have to because, you know, we have to pay the bills somehow. So I feel yeah. really good today. <laughs> and yeah. you know what? And, oh. and, yeah, and I, just, I don't want to forget this. One thing that will help our listeners feel better about their lives or their day, make a list. 
take about five minutes and make a list of things that are positive or that uh, you feel like were, were beneficial to you today and yesterday. Think back over your lifetime. Think about things that were challenging and difficult that you were able to overcome. Maybe they weren't 100% successful. Maybe they were 80% or 75% success or even half. And make a list of the things that you are positive in your life or that have been and focus on those. And after you make that list, you know, I, I didn't coin this expression. It's been said for years. When you count your blessings, they grow. So one thing that I like to do at least once a month is just to sit down and make a list. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that tip. Love it. Um, all right. So tell us about any offer you may have right now and how we can get in touch with you. Right. Well, one thing I want to do in my life is help podcasters grow their audiences by making their content more accessible and inclusive. I want to teach them about things like audio descriptions, closed captioning, transcription, and then also making their websites and their social media feeds more accessible because we are a huge community. We're very loyal consumers of product services and content. We will advocate for inclusive businesses and brands. So to that end, if people will reach out to me through my website, theaccessibilityadvantage.com, I will be happy to uh, to review their website's homepage or their podcast homepage because not everybody with a podcast has a website. I'd be willing to review the main page, either their website or their podcast uh, feed, for free. Just reach out to me through the website. And if after you know you learn more about accessibility, you decide that you you want to do even more with your website, then we can definitely talk about that. But I I just don't I just know how hard it is to grow a podcast. I've done it. It's it's uh it's one of those things that takes consistent effort over over time and I know that that's not something we like to talk about, but it's the truth. It takes consistent effort. But why block yourself off from over a billion potential listeners because maybe your website isn't accessible or maybe your podcast player is? So reach out to me. I'll do a free review of your main thing and let you know how, let you know where you are. Okay. All right. Thank you. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well as the link to your YouTube channel and your podcast so people could listen as well. Thank, well, thank you, you, Max Ivy, for coming and talking to us and Tools of the Podcast Trade. I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully I can come back on again in the future and we can talk more about making podcasts inclusive. Uh, absolutely. I'd love that, actually. We could schedule the appointment. Just <laughs> All right. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Really, I do. Sure, sure Max. Me too.